Good evening. It's Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. Welcome back to Boomerex Tonight, your nearly daily source for news and politics. I'm Risen Lady Heathen. Hey, asshole. What separates our show from other millennial news podcasts? My absolute willingness to do a whole Andy Kaufman-esque detour into things to explain six months of having posted uh, videos without any sound, in case it comes to that. Also, anything that means I can wear a dress. Did we post videos with no sound? Me either. Uh, we have a boomer, and not just any boomer. We have Mr. Boomer Rex himself. She was threatening that we could do the, like, whatever of posting and things. I'm like, yeah, sure, except that means we're going to have six months of videos where there's no sound, and I didn't check, so we don't know. You two eat, sleep, and breathe politics, and I'm still learning the three unique perspectives we share along with the facts from our literal round table. I we have... could do ASMR. No. I have a few more scary stories for you tonight, but first, let's dig right into our headlines. All right. Neanderthal family. We could also go and extract them. And Lafayette, but it feels like it's a long route to do both at once. But oh, okay. These are the ones found in Russia, right? No. Oh, I thought, never mind. Anyway. Um, I don't know. Chugger Sky, a cave. Anyway, so, so we found a herd of Neanderthal skeletons, and they were all from the same era, based on where you know the level of where they were found. So somebody had the bright idea of let's go do DNA, right? Because maybe they're a family, and we've gotten better at extracting DNA yeah. from ancient bones and so on. So. Um, they found out, yeah, they were nope. family. Five of the group were children or early adolescents. Seven males, six females. Um, and many of them had some family relationship, including a father and a teenage daughter, um, as well as a young boy and a woman who were second-degree relatives, such as a cousin, aunt, grandmother, whatever. Um, so one of the things they did was compare the community's level of inbreeding, right? Because they knew that the Neanderthals in that area were a scattered population. So there weren't, it wasn't like there was a big town nearby. Um, so their Y chromosome shows essentially no variation, right? And their mitochondrial DNA shows much, much more variability suggesting that women went from place to place, <coughs> right? To find mates while the men stayed home. That's standard patriarchal society, right? Yeah. Um, is the men own the territory and the women, women sold off or traded off. Or traded off or, yeah. Right? Carried off. And their husbands or... come and get them and so forth. Yeah. Um, so anyway, just interesting. But I thought it was nice that we now recognize there was this Neanderthal family. Yeah. So I yeah, thought that was pretty was cool. A bunch yes. of families Good job, the early humans. We <clears throat> not always be biting each other's faces off. Sorry, you all died at the same time, I guess. Yeah. But. All right, let's move on. How to destroy a country with Putin. So we all know that Russia has a well-established, you know, manufacturing base and so forth and so on, well-regulated, etc. Which would explain why Putin has instructed his government to um, establish a coordinating council to meet the needs of the so-called special military operation in Ukraine. And that council will be headed by the prime minister and include representatives of the defense industry, internal affairs ministry, the emergencies ministry, the Russian Guard, the FSB, foreign intelligence, main directorate of special programs, Etc. 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 So you know, actual countries don't need special coordinating committees to have their military production and so forth work. No. Nope. So anyway, um, golly, that's just so sad. Um, so anyway, on Wednesday, speaking to members of the Russian Security Council, um, Vladimir Putin called for changes in the migration therapy. In, in migration therapy, policy. Um, I know how you feel if it makes you feel any bad. I do that kind of shit all the time. Yeah, this area is extremely sensitive to national security for stable development of Russia and our society. 
The situation in the world is changing dynamically. Yeah, nobody's afraid of Russia anymore for a reason. And Russians fuck like pandas now. Yeah. So, anyway, new global and regional Rarely issues are ever. emerging. <laughs> now we'll so, in addition to that, of course, he declared martial law in those regions of Ukraine that Putin thinks he controls. Yes, that being the international standard oh, for a well-run so he not only failed to annex these things, but now he thinks he has the ability to claim martial law. In them. Well, it's an excuse to steal equipment and forcibly yeah. deport people to Russia and so forth. So that's his principal thing there. And if it's so, he's kidnapping there, more people is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Except he didn't stop there. He's going to give additional powers to the local leaders of all of the Russian regions. What you do. Uh, the regions that he thinks are Russian. No, all of Russia. Whoa, shit. Oh, Russia itself? Like Whoa. Mother Russia. Like... Yes. Fuck. Yeah. I think our boys get Russia's murdered. about to hear the whip crack. Well, Russia's about to feel the whip crack. I think our boy is getting scared. Because we've seen you know, protests in a number of the regions and some violence against the recruiting centers. Oh my and... God, oh my God, Putin's going Hunger Games. We're gonna get to watch Hunger Games. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah. He deployed the Cossacks. That was it's gonna be Hunger Games only with like adult people. You know, the more oh, he does, the weaker you realize he and his government are. That's why it's not a always taken down internally. Yeah. yeah. So that means the people who were already planning to kill him now have special super magical executive orders. Yeah. To do what can they get you to believe they can do? Yeah. Or can they just frame you for some horrible crime so no one's gonna listen to you? But luckily you killed yourself before anyone could charge you. Yeah, jumped out a fourth floor window. Yeah, I think I'd do it in a way that wasn't as obvious. Oh, I I, I think they should do Polonia oh, in the yeah, fourth I, floor window. Yeah, they should for, do something for Putin, sure. I'm talking yeah. about all the people in between. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the people who are going to die in the track park when the time comes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those okay. ones are going to suicide in some believable-ass way. Yeah, well, they were all riding in that uh, uh -huh. one I, vehicle that went off the yeah. cliff. I just need something that explains the bruises of being held down and verbed. Yeah, well. So however we get there, I don't care. Like, I agree, car accidents are fucking the best. If I run your BMP off a cliff, yeah, no, exactly. you're going to have plenty of... Plus, burpees. I can have a lot of assholes in one BMP. No, I'm That's all right. about it. How did they get 13 in there? Ah, they were having a contest, which is probably why they missed the turn. And had 600 feet straight down, followed by nearly two miles of tumbling. It was awful. I mean, I'd probably pick something smaller, because I don't think it takes a lot to turn the humans inside to jelly, but... I don't want to fuck up. Because, again, that's one of those ones. I'd be willing to say, okay, that one's mine now. I don't know if a BMP would, but I happen to know that an M60 survived a fall like that. All right. Still runnable None. and stuff? Um, it was repaired at depot and returned to the unit. Done. Nobody wanted to be that's in it because they had to I, watch the... If you're the fucking commanding officer that signed off on scragging your own guys, it's your fucking duty to ride in the haunted track. Fuck yeah, that's you. That's cool. I can live like that. Yep. Same as if you take them all into the track and shoot them. I don't give a shit, but that's yours now. You peed all over it. Yeah. And finally, the European War uh, Union is working on new sanctions against Iran that could come as soon as this week. So the ongoing EU efforts come as the UN Security Council is set to discuss Iranian drones, yada, yada. But of course, Russia will veto anything. That Why would you bother to discuss it in the Security Council in any case? And Unless you want to call the Russians ugly names. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah. So, anyway, the U.S. says it's more than on board. Sounds good. I love it. All right. So, well, Putin is, uh, you know, literally just fucking being stupid as shit every day as hard as he can. Um, let's move on to just... Fuck him. I'm gonna oh my god, this there's a new yellow scare. Oh my god, oh my god. What are you talking about, yellow scare? I don't know, but it's gonna go racist. Fear of the Chinese. Yeah. What? Why are we what have they done? Um, what are the racists up to now? Well, there are a bunch of folks in Kansas who think that um, if you use the 
um, you know, the voting machines and the drop boxes that the Chinese communists will interfere with the election. And that, you know... Um, On the other hand, this is what it sounds like when smart people I know are trying to explain to me that our big global threat is China. They have concerns that Kansas counties have contracts with vendors that have ties to Chinese communists and on and on and on. So, the federal judge has refused to ban the use of drop boxes and electronic voting machines in Kansas. Yeah, what the fuck do drop boxes have to do with China? I don't care if a drop box is made in China. It's literally a metal box. This is a game of telephone amongst the stupidest of people. Oh, this yeah. Is some very this is the gullibilities in court. This is the same reason they said Hugo Chavez was involved in the last one. They just have a fucking random word generator. So, Crabtree wrote... But how might this happen? What, what facts provide an inference that there's a significant risk that this will happen? How would a court order banning use of voting machines and drop boxes spare us from these evils? Plaintiffs provide no cogent or even plausible answer for those questions. And then he kicked them out of the court. Yep. <laughs> so the gullibilities go down in flame again. And Kansas judges proved me a little bit wrong. Yeah, this is like when I felt bad because Kansas had a chance to do something very Kansas and did something a whole lot of Kansas. Kansas I never knew we had. Yeah. So thank you, Kansas. Thank you for proving me wrong yet again. So you remember the two guys that shot at each other on the freeway and managed to injure each other's daughters? Yeah, yeah that was funny. Oh, man, there's great police uh, body camera video. So when the police show up and before the ambulance has gotten there and so forth and so on, so with... The guy's daughter on the ground with a hole in her chest, right? Collapsed lung, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, the 14-year-old, yeah. Yeah, the two fucktards are shouting at each other about having brake-checked each other and so forth. Wait, just, so who's with the kid? Um, there's an EMT of some sort is treating the child who is obviously in pain and so forth and yeah, so why on. Why aren't you And the father is screaming at the other guy about being brake-checked and... Yeah, no, I mean, the, the perfect idiots, right? Yeah, you obviously care a lot about your daughters, you fucktards. I hope you lose custody. I hope your wives divorce you and take your children from you. Yeah. I would use this as grounds to take my children. Yeah, they seem he is a danger. These are dangerous yeah. men. They are dangerous people. Yep. I would I would use that in court. Yep. They've both been arrested and charged with attempted murder. Good. I hope they all yeah. go to jail forever. Talk yep. about it. So, just can't fucking believe it. Let's see, oh, what else is we Go ahead. So next up, right, is we have the Trumpista bigot brigade. They're busy in Washington. House Republicans just introduced a bill that would ban any entity that receives federal money from talking about sexual orientation or gender identity to children under the age of 10, which goes far beyond... Florida's don't say gay law. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, this is going nowhere unless they take control of the House and Senate. And it's, even then it's going nowhere because Biden will veto it. But it's just the kind of thing the Republicans are looking forward to actually trying to do. Yep. So, again, if you want the bigots to run the country, go right ahead. But you're going to find out they're not limited to hating gay folks. Right? Well, if you're brown or black opening. and you vote Republican, you're a fool. So... Anyhow, my education. brown, black, or yellow now, it sounds like. Right. Oh, yellow may be worse than brown or black. That's that opening bit where the orchestra is just picking up their instruments, guys. That's yeah. not where this stops. No. These motherfuckers are going to get down to being the right level of pasty and the right kind of blue eyes. Well, and go to the right church. Yeah. Right? Where they will take attendance. Yes. Well, they're going to go to your buildings and your houses and look. Yeah. And I don't mean that shit like in, is it Johnny Tremaine? Where like they look in the window a little bit. I mean, they're coming the fucking side. Yeah. Like you won't be able to have locks on your doors or they'll just have, right. There'll be one lock and their secret police has it. Yeah. Yar. So next up you have the Trumpista idiot brigade, right? And that's different than the, than the bigot brigade, right? Yeah, and they've joined overlap, together, but, but yeah, there's a lot of overlap. Fox News Chief Executive Officer Suzanne Scott is expected to be deposed in the $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit filed against the media giant by Dominion Voting Systems. Right? 
And again, these were completely debunked conspiracy theories that Fox continued to push forward because it got them ratings. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, and OAN was taking up all the oxygen and other stuff. Like they yep. had to show they were crazy. Yep. So, um, they're expected to depose her soon. A judge has granted Dominion access to her emails and text messages from the period after the 2020 election when Vox anchors and guests amplified some of the most outrageous falsehoods. So, I'm glad this is going forward because Fox actually has money that can be taken away from it. Unlike, like Powell, right? The Kraken lady who has nothing. Right. So, anyway. No, it would be 10% of their income or their profit. A billion dollars? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd wake I'll up. I'll take 10%. Yeah, no. I, yeah. It's the well, and the, it's the nice thing about several of the stuff. While one of the original charges against Alex Jones worked out to be hundreds of millions of dollars, and what it actually was, how they figured that, was a dollar from the half of America Alex Jones had made question whether or not these shootings had happened. Oh, I like And that. if they had made that the only noise the media talked about, uh, they'd have got it. Because that, fuck off, that's fair. Yeah. If you get someone to believe a lie about me, a bad one, you Just owe me a dollar, and... motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to go to Walmart and I'm going to get some cheap sodas. Maybe a bag of chips, but I don't think you can get a bag of chips for like 50 cents anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's some places uh, you can get the really small ones where it's like four for a quarter. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they do that anymore, but. Yeah. So. Let's see what's up next. Oh, about damn time. U.S. District Court Judge David Carter has agreed that John Eastman's emails must be turned over to the House Select Committee. I saw that. In his 18-page ruling, the judge indicates that former President Donald Trump signed legal documents about election fraud despite knowing the information was false. Some of Eastman's emails were, re uh, were revealed after he used his university server as his main point of communication, the judge decided that the crime fraud exception meant that there was either crime or fraud present, which meant that attorney client privilege could be dismissed. <laughs> yeah, America, Breaking Bad did teach you that part wrong. I haven't watched the new whatever, but if your lawyer knows it's for crimes. Yeah. They're not your lawyer anymore. They're a co-conspirator. And we have rules for that. And he doesn't have to know it's a crime. Yeah. What you discussed is a criminal act. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, you will recall, of course, that Eastman was the one who did the coup memo. Right. So, I think Eastman is probably in a lot of trouble. We'll see. Here's hoping. No, I, it's, as you say, the casual criminality is what really pisses me off. Oh, yeah. Right, or again, I, it's because at some level it makes me respect scumbags, like, who's the fucking Rhodes shithead? King of the three percenters. Yeah. Motherfucker was on the ground. Okay. Right? He's better than the Proud Boys leadership who burned a thing so his snitch ass could be in jail. Goes, oh no, I'd love to go, but the guards say I can't be out because I did crimes the other day. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, it's weird how the feds managed to get their snitches out. I mean, historically, I don't know if he's a snitch or not. Um, he's maybe he turned over a new leaf and actually is a criminal this time, not like last time. Um, I think he was a long-term informant. Yes, okay. but I don't know about this time. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm saying maybe since he was a snitch previously, he has turned over a new leaf on criminal life. Oh. And, like, now he's going crooked. I, I got nothing. I don't fucking yeah. care. It's just the, because the other side of this, the ones who went to college and think, oh, well, jails are for those other people. It's like Weinstein's lawyer saying, it's fucking deplorable in there. Do you know how bad prisons are? I'm like, fuck. Yeah. We agree on something. Welcome to and America. I don't like it. Like, yeah, but that's. I want to lock Weinstein in while we fix all the other prison cells first. 
Yep. Fair. All right, dumbass of the day, who gets the crown? Oh my God. So this one goes to the Trumpistas who've been passing around the story that Dr. Mehmet Oz won a Nobel Prize. Yes. Um, Is he? Yes. He's a thoracic surgeon. Okay. From Johns Hopkins. Okay. Let me look. Yeah. He's he's more of a doctor than fucking whichever of the Pauls. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Like, I understand that he is, is or was a legitimate doctor at some point in his life, but he has not been for quite some time. He pushes... Um, all kinds of products that have nothing to do with science or facts or yeah. have any believable research. Um, he's encouraged people to buy his own personal stuff, which again, none of this is backed by science or research or any sort of medical licensing in any somebody. manner. Yeah. Um, and he's been doing this for a long time and he makes a living off of it. He's basically yeah. a grifter who at one point in time was actually a for real East doctor. And but proud, I don't believe he is anymore. Proud graduate of the Wharton School of Business. That makes perfect sense. Hey, I don't care, man. It turns out my weird hate towards uh, Penn State being on, or Pennsylvania, whatever the hell, being on the list of Ivy League schools is what led to us finding out it's because it was fucking four of them. Uh-huh. And it's just the Roman numerals because they're the fanciest, the bestest of... Shut the fuck up. Oh, God. So anyway... Um, no, he has not won a Nobel Prize for medicine, nor has he ever been nominated. In a number of instances, um, he was reported to have won for a memory pill. Uh, the memory drug, uh, drug in question may refer to a number of instances where the Dr. Oz show and Oz himself promoted brain supplements, man, yada, yada, yeah. yada, yada. They're all selling neurotropics as the new Limitless pill. Limitless, great fucking movie. Bull fucking shit about neurotropics, guys. That's called cocaine. Yeah. Anyway, the on-air medical advice he dispensed on the Dr. Oz show has frequently been criticized and debunked over the years. Of course. So. Yeah, pretty much every day Thanks, it brother. was a new thing to, to talk about how wrong So he, he is was. an MD. Yes. Yeah, okay. Pennsylvania Medical School. So, sorry, John Hopkins. Didn't mean to slur you there. Yeah. Oh, God. Just disgust. That man is disgusting. I'm yeah. just going to say that. All right. <clears throat> Marjorie Taylor Greene's smokescreen of the day. God, she's gotta love preaching it. about today. She took to Twitter to complain about um, the Senate's federal prosecutors are seeking against Steve Bannon. And she says, DOJ wants Steve Bannon to serve six months in jail and pay $200,000 in fines because he's used his First Amendment right of freedom of speech to show. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what communist regimes do. Well, that's partly true. Um, Because even communist regimes occasionally lock up criminals. And Bannon has been convicted of contempt of Congress for ignoring their subpoenas. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so these people. And best should be arguing he used his Fifth Amendment. These people who shout about, like, the courts, like, you know, like, more people need to, like, be arrested and whatever. Like, when we do that, we're like, okay, we're going to arrest people who do bad things. Yeah. Oh, no. It's surprising that there happens to be a shit ton of Republicans that do bad things. Who'd have thunk? That's kind of crazy how that worked out, isn't it? Yep. But you know what? We're cracking down on crime just like you wanted. And now all you're doing is bitching. Nothing makes you people happy. Absolutely nothing. The Fuck off. Smart. That's what we do is we'll just go through these things and at the end be like, who happens to be a Republican? Uh-huh. Just happens to be yeah. a Republican. Yeah. So, kind of funny how they all just happen to be Republicans. Actually, that's profile. It is. <laughs> and it works. Yep. Which is why they do it. True. I'm just saying. So next up is updates. What we got? So I, I just found this one interesting. Um, the Black Plague killed between 30 and 50% of the population. Can we do that? Can we get a Black Plague Come on, TikTok avian flu. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuddle cuddle all your little bird friends. Like, real close. Let them breathe on you. Suck the snot out of them. You know the plague periodically reappears, right? No. It does. So, anyway... Um, but the question was, okay, so kill 30 to 50%. Okay, that's fine. 
Um, was there anything special about the ones it didn't kill? And it turns out, during one of the episodes of the plague, London ran out of space in their um, funeral Morris. area. Yeah. You know. So they bought a piece of land and dug a big pit and just threw people in. Right. Right? Like you but did. those were all from a very specific period of time. Nice. So now you have, from the gravestones in the old graveyard, you can look at people before the plague. And during the plague, you've got, I believe it was uh, 700 that were buried in a communal grave. Um, and then after the plague, you're back to gravestones, right? So you've got yeah. dates and bodies and so forth. So they said, all right, fine. Let's do the DNA and see if anything changed. Survey says? There were four mutations in the genomes of the survivors. We'll get it, CRISPR. They, um, they likely gave the Londoners who had them an, um, an advantage during the Black Death. And that advantage was substantial. Um, this is in a gene called ERAP2. And its presence of the mutation gives people a 40% advantage of survival against the plague. For real, CRISPR. That is the largest. Yeah. Um, that is the largest um, evolutionary advantage ever recorded in humans. Fuck. Typically, the advantage is a few percent. This was 40%. Now, so how do we do that? Turns out the ERAP, well, lots of us carry the mutation because, of course, the people who survived were the ones who bred. The other ones got their Darwin Award. Um, well, we don't know if they did, but yeah. they certainly got put in a big fuck-up head. Yeah. So anyway, that ERAP2 gene helps to launch um, a major arm of the immune response earlier on in the infection. People who carry the mutation can likely kill invading pathogens more quickly. Um, the mutation likely enhances an inflammatory response that helps clear out the infection. But it also makes you more susceptible to things like Crohn's disease and um, arthritis. Interesting. So it's a balancing act, right? So, but Crohn's disease and arthritis show up later in life. I have a question. After you've bred. If the Black Plague comes back, could we, or do we potentially already have, a vaccine for that? I don't know, asshole. Google that one up. Yeah, I'm just curious, because, like, if this is another instance, like COVID, where, you know, get your vaccine or probably die horribly. Yes, we um, have a plague vaccine. Sweet. Okay, then yeah, no, I'm fucking down. Anything about how many doses we have in storage? I would guess it's hundreds of thousands, not millions. Well, but I imagine this is the type of thing we just recently had an exercise of how to make these quickly. So if we already know how to make one, literally all we're doing is manufacturing it at this point. Whereas with COVID, we had to not only make the vaccine, but then also, you know, pump out like a shit ton of it. Yeah, well, we had we some... We had nothing hanging around for this. Uh, prepared. There had been some previous research on... Similar, right, but not the same <coughs> strain is no, what I'm saying. The particular strain that killed all those people yeah. is the one that we weren't prepared for, yeah. which is the one we got, which is the one they then had to make a vaccine for so they had to make a whole new vaccine sure we had the whatever's of it in this instance we already know how to make this vaccine mnemonic or bubonic bubonic hmm we don't appear to have much for mnemonic Ooh. we don't yeah we have one for da, 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 bacterial vaccine yeah so not much no Okay, so yeah, if pneumonic plague comes back, that's the one where you were sick at breakfast and dead by noon. Um, it could be a problem. So what have we seen this? Like what? What do you? Um, we see it all the time. Yeah. 
Man lives in the Mongolian desert and a handful of other places. He lives in northern Arizona. Yeah. So, and Very people nice. periodically catch it. So, uh, but we also recognize it and we're better at treating it now because you've got like three people sick and a hospital that can handle 400. So, anyway. <clears throat> but pneumonic plague looks like it might be a problem. Anyway. Is there more of it coming out? Like, what? why is it suddenly now maybe a problem? What's the um, it's always it's always lurking in the environment, right? Again, this is it's in the prairie dog towns. It's it damn near killed <coughs> off the uh, one of the species of ferret. That's right, black-footed ferrets. Yeah, um, they live in old prairie dog towns. Yep, and eat prairie dogs. Yeah, well, that's how they get the real estate so cheap. Yeah, somebody died in the house. Well, <laughs> again, they just move in, eat the occupant. Yeah. It's very one stop shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Eat you while sleeping in your warm spot. It's oh, this is up. lovely. What are you doing in my house? Hold on. I'm just looking. I just you want can... to make sure this is the perfect place. Wow, this is lovely. Oh, you made dinner for us. What do you mean I didn't make dinner for you? Jump! Jinzar's big threat of storming into so the house. So much nights are without all that shouting. Look up his ass and going, What are you doing in my house? Because what the fuck do you respond to that? Like, yeah. leaving. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I'm out. But <laughs> so I suppose we should feel guilty. But at one point um, on the 23rd of December, we found a pathetically underfed little rattlesnake living in the track of a sliding glass door trying to stay warm. And we decided he probably couldn't be allowed to stay in the track of the sliding glass door. Well, he wouldn't stay there. So we caught him. And so now we have a very underfed little two-and-a-half-foot rattlesnake that we're going, what the hell are we going to do with a two-and-a-half-foot rattlesnake? And the answer is we're going to take him down by the river and we're going to walk around with a flashlight till we find some sort of little underground burrow that belongs to something and we're going to stuff him down the hole and say, go eat the occupant and winter over. Fair. So anyway. And again, if the little mammalian rodent had showed up we would have fed it and taken it down and found it a hole Stuff to go in, in a hole that looked like yeah so would be bigger. Anyway, it's so, called equal opportunity sure all right climate weirding okay so a torrential downpour begins on august the 7th and the pecatonica river jumps its banks in freeport illinois and floods the basement nearly to the ceiling that was the latest of their for a fifth major flood in the past four years. So the point is that climate change is intensifying hurricanes. It's tri triggering sea level rise along the coast, but it's also bringing more rainfall and frequent flooding to inland upriver communities. So for instance, this year, while some parts of the Mississippi uh, basin have experienced drought, other parts have had hundred-year rain events. Right. Right? So flash flooding in St. Louis broke a century-old rainfall record. Um, the increased rainfall destroyed the main water treatment facility in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, historic flooding left Kentucky communities decimated, searching for protection against climate change. The point is this, right? And again, the reason we call it climate weirding is we had a climate. We had predictable levels of rain, and it came at relatively predictable times of the year. And yeah, there was variation, but it wasn't that large. And it was on that basis that we designed all kinds of infrastructure, like bridges and water treatment plants and levees and so on. Mm -hmm. So as your climate weirds out, and the variability becomes much higher, so you have drought that you didn't normally get, right. or you have the unexpectedly large rainfall. Exactly. Right. It attacks your infrastructure. Right. And it's all kinds of infrastructure, right? Including stuff that you might never have thought about. Yeah. Right? Like your water treatment facility. Oops. Right? Which suddenly has too much water, question mark? Oh, my God. So and bridges that get wiped out, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, 
Um, that's the whole point behind climate weirding, right? Yeah. This is going to be incredibly expensive if we don't hurry up and fix this crap. So, Fair. that's all I got. Yeah. No, that's, you know, just another scary story. Speaking of scary stories. Ba -ba -bum. And sometimes just weird. Alright, so these um I consider sort of like preteen scary stories. Okay. So they're like kind of fun, kind of scary, but like kind of fun, kind of scary. You have just crossed over into this Yeah, we're not elementary school kids anymore. Okay. These are some like Yeah, some real shit. Some some, you know, middle school like the the types of stories you would tell your friends in middle school, you know what I'm talking about. Like you know, girl, sitting around the campfire. The girl with the green ribbon around her neck. Like mm. oh, classic, such a classic. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. You have then, entered the risen zone. Right. So this one I thought would be very appropriate for everything that's going on. Um, it's a Ukrainian ghost story. Oh, cool. So I thought that'd be like really fun to start us off. Um so it's called The Cow's Head. Oh. Again, this is a Ukrainian story. Uh, it is, uh, the the version I'm reading is retold by someone named S.E. Schlosser? 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 Something like that. Anyway, thank you, S.E.S. Yes. Okay. Oksana lived in a small house on the edge of town with her father, her stepmother, and her stepsister. Oksana's stepmother disliked Oksana for uh, favoring her true daughter, Olena. Soon after her father's remarriage, Osaka found that all the household work fell uh, to her while Olena idled her days away. Osana's father was a timid man and could not bring himself to deny his wife. So Oksana wore Olena's cast-off clothes, and her hands grew red and chapped from scrubbing in the cold, while Olena attended parties, growing lazy and spoiled. So this kind of sounds like their version of a Cinderella. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, that was yeah. largely the vibe I was getting. Yeah, so so this is... I'm liking this. Cinderella, Cinderella. Night and day, Cinderella. <clears throat> okay. Uh, one year, when the winter snows were particularly fierce, Okasana's family ran out of money. Um, Okasana's uh, stepmother began nagging her father to send Oksana away um, because they could not afford to keep two girls. Reluctantly, Oksana's father agreed. He took Oksana to a cottage deep in the woods and left her there. Oksana was very frightened. The woods were said to be filled with demons and monsters, but Oksana also was also practical. She entered the cottage of her uh, with her small bundle and found a fireplace, a lopsided table, and a rusty old pot. Oksana put away the loaf of bread, the knife, and the slab of cheese her father had given her. She folded the blanket and laid it near the fireplace. Then she collected wood and built a fire. Oksana knew the bread and cheese would not last her all winter, so she made a snare using the thin, flexible branches of trees and caught a snow rabbit to eat. She also dug deep under the snow and found some roots and berries for food. By dark, Oksana had melted water for drinking and used the rest to make a stew. Oksana ate well. Then she lay down near the fire for the night, listening to the wind howl and pretending to herself that she was not frightened of the woods. It was midnight when the knock came. Knock, knock, knock. It echoed hollowly through the dark cottage. Okasana woke with a start, her heart pounding in fear. It came again. Knock, knock, knock. Okasana thought of the monsters she hid under her blanket, praying the thing would go away. Knock, knock, knock. Okasana grabbed a branch. She crept towards the door. The wind howled eerily down the chimney. Okasana swallowed and swung the door open. There was nothing there. Her heart pounded fiercely as she stared out at the snow whipping about in the light of her small fire. Then she looked down. Okasana let out a shriek of terror and leapt back, dropping her stick. It was a demon, an evil spirit. It had no body. Who are you? Okasana stuttered, clutching the door with shaking hands. 
I'm a cow's head, it replied. Indeed, Okasana saw at once it was. The head was brown, with curved horns and strange haunted eyes. I'm cold and hungry. May I sleep by your fire? The cow's head asked. Its voice was cold and lifeless. Okasana gulped down her, or her horror. Of course, she said. Lift me over the threshold, demanded the cow's head hollowly. Okasana did as she was bidden. Place me near the fire. Anger warred with compassion inside her, but compassion won. Okasana put it next to the fire. I'm hungry, said the cow's head. Feed me. Uh, Okasana thought of her meager food supply. The stew left in the pot was for breakfast. She fed it to the cow's head. I will sleep now, it said. There was no softening in its attitude towards her. Nonetheless, Okasana made it as comfortable for the night uh, as she could, giving it her blanket and sleeping in a cold corner with only her cloak to keep her warm. When she woke up in the morning, the cow's head was gone. Where it had slept was a large trunk filled with the most beautiful gown she had ever seen. Under the gowns lay heaps of gold and jewels. Okasana stared blankly at the riches in front of her. Her father's voice roused her. Daughter, I am come. Okasana forgot the trunk in her joy. She ran to his arms. He had defied her stepmother to come and bring her back uh, to their home. Papa, come see, Okasana exclaimed as she pulled him into the cottage. Her words tumbled over each other as she explained. Her father took her home. She was honored in the town for her compassion and bravery and won scores of suitors. She married soon after her return from the cottage. Hearing Okasana's story and seeing the riches she had received, Alina went uh -huh. to the cottage in the forest and spent the night there. But when the cows had appeared, she was too lazy to serve it. In the morning, all her gowns had turned to rags and her possessions to dust. But Okasana lived to a ripe old age in happiness and prosperity. All right. I love that. That is a cute story. Yep. I really liked that. Um, and again, we have similar uh, versions of that story. Okay. So I have one more for you tonight. This one is a little bit shorter. Um, so this is a, a French story. Um, Let's see what you got, the French. Yeah, no, um, I was I was intrigued because I found a thing that talked about it, but it only gave like half the story. And I was like, where's the rest well, of it? That's not so fair. I had to okay. dig around and eventually I was, I was able to find a PDF cool. that had the full, the full story. So here we go. Uh, the Phantom Hag... And it just says by anonymous. So, anyway. No. Um, the other evening in an old castle, the conversation turned upon uh, turned upon apparitions. Each one of the party telling a story. Sorry, the the font is very small. Yeah. So um <clears throat> you um each one of the party telling a story. As the accounts grew more horrible, the young ladies drew closer together. Have you ever had an adventure with a ghost? Said they to me. Do you know a story to make a shiver? Come tell us something. I am quite willing to do so, I replied. I will tell you of an uh, incident that happened to myself. Toward the close of autumn, of 1858 i visited one of my friends sub per, uh, sub prefect of a little city in the center of france albert was an old companion of my youth and i had been present at his wedding his charming wife was full of goodness and grace my friend wished to show me his happy home and to introduce me to his two pretty little daughters i was feted and taken great care of Three days after my arrival, I knew the entire city, uh, curiosities, old castles, ruins, etc. Every day, uh, about four o'clock, uh, Albert would order the Pantheon, and we would take a long ride, returning home in the evening. One evening, my friend said to me, Tomorrow we will go further than usual. I want to take you to the Black Rocks. They are curious old druidical stones on a wild and desolate plain. 
They will interest you. My wife has not seen them yet, so we will take her. The following day, we drove out as uh, at the usual hour. Albert's wife sat by his side. I occupied the back seat alone. The weather was gray and somber that afternoon, and the journey was not very pleasant. When we arrived at the Black Rocks, the sun was setting. We got out of the Pantheon, and Albert took care of the horses. We walked some little distance through the fields before reaching the giant remains of an old druid religion. Albert's wife wished to climb to the summit of the altar, and I assisted her. I can see her graceful figure as she stood draped in a red shawl, her veil floating around her. How beautiful it is, but does it not make you feel a little melancholy, she said, extending her hand toward the dark horizon, which was lightening a little by the last rays of the sun. The afternoon blew violently, and she sighed through the stun uh, stunted trees that grew around the stone Cromlech. Cromleches? Um, not, dwelling, uh, not a dwelling nor human being was in sight. We hastened to get down and silently retraced our steps to the carriage. We must hurry, said Albert. The sky is threatening, and we shall scarcely uh, and we shall have scarcely time to reach home before night. We carefully wrapped the robes around his wife. She tied the veil around her face, and the horses started into a rapid trot. It was growing dark. The scenery around us was bare and desolate. Clumps of fir trees here and there, and fruzy bushes formed only uh, the only vegetation. We began to feel the cold, for the wind blew with fury. The only sound we heard was the steady trot of the horses and the sharp, clear uh, tinkle of their bells. Suddenly I felt a heavy grasp of a hand upon my shoulder. I turned my head quickly. A horrible apparition presented itself before my eyes. In the empty place at my side sat a hideous woman. I tried to cry out. The phantom placed her fingers upon her lips to impose silence upon me. I could not utter a sound. The woman was clothed in white linen. Her head was cowled. Her face was overspread with a corpse-like pallor, and her eyes, the eyes were ghastly black cavities. I sat motionless, overcome by terror. The ghost suddenly stood up and leaned over the young wife. She encircled her arms and lowered her hideous head as if to kiss her forehead. What a mind, cried Madame Albert, turning uh, precipitately towards me. My veil is torn. As she turned, I felt the same infernal pressure on my shoulder, and the place occupied by the phantom was empty. I looked out to the right and left. The road was deserted, not an object in sight. What a dreadful gale, said Madame Albert. Did you feel it? Uh, I cannot explain the terror that seized me. My, my veil was torn by the wind, as if by an invisible hand. I am trembling still. Never mind, said Albert, smiling. Wrap yourself up, my dear. We will soon be warming ourselves by a good fire at home. I am starving. A cold perspiration covered my forehead. A shiver ran through me. My tongue clove uh, to the roof of my mouth, and I could not articulate a sound. A sharp pain in my shoulder was the only sensible evidence that I was not the victim of a hallucination. Putting my hand upon my aching shoulder, I felt a rent in the cloak that was wrapped around me. I looked at it, five perfectly distinct holes, visible traces of the grip of the horrible phantom. I thought for a moment that I should die or that my reason should leave me. It was, I think, the most dreadful moment of my life. Finally, I became more calm. This nameless agony had lasted for some minutes. I do not think it was possible for a human being to suffer more than I did during that time. As soon as I had recovered my senses, I thought at first I would tell my friends all that had passed, but hesitated and finally did not, fearing that my story would frighten Madame Albert and feeling sure my friend would not believe me. The lights of the little city revived me and gradually the oppression of terror that overwhelmed me became lighter. As soon as we readied home, 
Madame Albert uh, untied her veil. It was literally in shreds. I hoped to find my clothes whole and prove to myself that it was all imagination, but no, the cloth was torn in five places, just where the fingers had seized my shoulder. There was no mark, however, upon my flesh, only a dull pain. I returned to Paris the next day, where I endeavored to forget the strange adventure, or at least when I thought of it, I would force myself to think it a hallucination. The day after my return, I received a letter from my friend Albert. It was edged with black. I opened it with, with a vague fear. His wife had died the day of my return. Bah, bah, bah. I think it's like, like death. Yeah. Yeah. Death visited her. It's a very French died. story. Yeah. I, the parts I like about it are annoyingly identifiably. Yeah. The very French. <laughs> yeah. But, I'm, yeah, I liked it. I like doing this. Yeah. No, that was, I liked I, it better than the Hello Kitty one. Yeah. Oh God, I, that was so disappointing. I, I was expecting something fantastic, right? And it was your standard goth bo bother bullshit. I was so mad. No, I I think this is interesting. Although I think for an American audience, it should be rewritten a little bit, just because the old English a little bit um, yeah. can be confusing. Um, but no, I I liked it. Yeah, you got to be in the right mood. But yeah, no. So happy almost Halloween. Go and no. give us money. I she hope is. you all enjoyed that. And tomorrow night, um, once again, every night, we're going to step it up a little bit with the scary stories. So tomorrow night, I'll find something a bit more serious. And maybe it'll just be one because I feel like it might be longer. So we'll see. Um, but anyway, um, love you all. And uh, don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, heart, follow, review. Smash that, that like button, button on, on YouTube. YouTube. Got a Boomer X tonight. No space on Facebook for fun memes and a link to our Patreon. Give us a dollar. You can find us on YouTube as Boomer X. We check your favorite podcasting service for Boomer X tonight. We can be found in over a dozen different platforms, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, on Samsung Podcasts. Hit us up on Twitter at Boomer X tonight. And if you Google Boomer X tonight, no space. All links will lead you to us. Excuse me. Love y'all. We'll see you back here tomorrow night for more Boomer Rex tonight.